and welcome Rooster Boosters to Rooster Booster Time. Again, it's the big guy Scott Ferrara coming at you another week, another interview, another new rooster. Uh, I, I kind of uh, um, teased it today and uh, I forgot who got it right. I think Rob Aramiscu got it right. I forgot who it was um, when I when I posted my thing. I, I posted all of, of the Irish lads and said, you know, guess which one's going to be on the on the show. And here we have Oshin O'Neill. Uh, Oshin, thank you so much for being on. It's a pleasure. Welcome to the thank show. Thank you, mate. Thank you. We appreciate you having us, mate. Of course. Awesome. Uh, I already see the jersey behind you, a Shaquille O'Neal Heat jersey. Um, <laughs> you know it. You know it. That's so it. rocking. I got Paul O'Neill up there too, though. Don't forget. There we go. Rocking the Yankees. <laughs> bringing, bringing back the old school Yankees. The big guy is a Met fan, so you don't have to worry. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks again. Thanks for being on the show. But I, you know, it's funny. You know, you got to rep. You got to rep where you're at, and uh, repping the Bronx and the Yankees is always a good thing, whether it's back in back in Ireland or, or in Brooklyn where you are. Um, so. I'm going to get right to it. Uh, you're you're a, a, a per diem player, hourly player. I, I, there's an acronym for it, I think, right? Um, so you're, you're one of those. <laughs> before you die on screen. Before I die on screen here, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm an hourly player. I've been with, with Rooney now for going into hopefully my third season with the lads. Um I kind of came in as a bit of a wild card at the start uh, through Keys, who was uh, the forwards coach at Old Blue. Um, at the time, they kind of need they need another hooker, um, and he was kind of transfer transforming me into a hooker there at um, at Old Blue. Um, so I kind of gave that a go there for the last two seasons. Um, it was a bit of a, a bit of a change. I'm on my back row originally, open sides, um, and then this year. Um, I kind of was getting some good vibes from Greg and, and from Marty that, you know, need to go back to the back row and kind of uh, specialize in a position. And, you know, I don't have much time left in, in me. Like, I, I mean, I know I'm 27, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to still, uh, you know, use what I got left and, and be wise about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to specialize in the back row and I hope to give that a good shot this year at the open side. So that's that's the plan for me. That's awesome. You know, the, the hooker position, I think, is is sometimes a little too specialized if you start a little too late. But, you know, don't get me wrong. If, if you have to throw somebody in a position, hooker's not that that hard. Um, you know, no, you, just bring the ball absolutely. back and, and deal with it, you know. Um, but so that so that was, it was actually going into my first question. Um, knowing you're, you're a team player and, and if McWilliams said, listen, we got to put you at tight head, you, you do it. But so that's your natural position. Is that open side? Uh, open side is my natural position. Um, you know, I've been playing since I was a little little baba back home. Like, uh, started at like seven years old. Same with all the lads from back in Ireland. We start very young, and um, it's a big scene back home in the school. Um, and we, you know, I was, I was trying to pursue something back home as well. It, it just, it's a very, uh, it's a very, you know, competitive pool back there, and it's kind of growing to be that over here as well. Um, so that was one of the things when I came here, I actually was brought over Um actually Marty was the one that uh, kind of got me involved and got me brought over here to play for Old Blue. And um, I was in the back row at that stage. Um, and then when he had left, I was kind of, you know, told like, hey, look, hooker is a pretty like specialized position and um, just limited numbers. And, you know, like 
you know, every team needs at least three hookers on them. You know, <clears throat> as you can see last season, like injuries and stuff that they, they happen, you know, coming into game five and six. And um, so I, I kind of gave that my shot and, and thought, here, look, I'll give hooker a go. And, and like you said, it is, it is very specialized. You know, there's, there's a lot more than just throwing the ball straight into a line out. And that's half of the battle, but you know, the scrummaging as well and how tactical it is. Like, I mean, it takes a long time to develop into a serious player in the front row. And uh, it's something that I've, you know, I've been blessed. I've got, you know, I've got Butcher there who's, you know, a longtime friend is, is also, you know, he's a great mentor in the sense of, I mean, look where he's at. He's after broken into the to the international scene. And so, I mean, I don't have the best, I don't have like the the worst people around me to, to teach me what's going on, but uh, you do got to pick it up pretty quickly if you want to get some game time. So, but uh, yeah, take it. I'm taking the back road route now. And we had a bit of time off and I, kind of doing back to the training of the back row and uh, open side is, is where I'm naturally at. Awesome. You know, you're, you're right. You do have such a, a talented player pool around you and, and a lot of MLR teams do, which is nice to see, you know, it's, there's a lot of parity in the league, even though sometimes the, the uh, record doesn't really show that as we can see with the Austin teams recently. And I, I think really Austin's issue was an internal struggle beyond the rugby pitch, which kind of sucks. But um, going going back to Rooney, um, you know, we had the the, the shortened season. Um, one of the things I love about you is that when we have our away parties and you're not selected for the away matches, you come to those away watch parties and you hang out with the crowd. And what? why be so public with it? Because a lot, a lot of guys wouldn't do that. Well, look, I mean, you know, like where, where I'm from, um, it, it's, you know, it's all about being a club man. And like that's just the biggest thing, you know. Um, it's a bit of a different like uh, energy back home with us. Like your, you know, your clubhouse is really your second home. And uh, you know, for me, it was it was Old Belvedere. And um, you know, whether you win or lose, you have to show your face. And you know, you've got all the Alakadoos there. They're the ones that keep the lights on, and they're the <laughs> ones that you know pay your check. And, and realistically, like. You know, they were the first ones to give you grief when you lose and they'll be the first ones to buy you a pint when you win. So, you know, it's you have to be part of the club. Like, it's it's just part of it. Um, you're not going to be able to grow the game without following and, you know, they're not going to be able to pass that on themselves. So, you know, it's the camaraderie of the game and, and you know yourself. It's the same reason why, you know, you love it as well and about just getting amongst it and... I love kind of getting out there. Oh, I am a bit of a social butterfly now, uh, Scott, now, but I... I do like to get out and, uh, you know, chat to chat to the people out there and, and, you know, see what they're feeling and what they're thinking of uh, what's going on and keep them very much involved in what we're doing here because uh, we're doing a lot of big things, you know? Absolutely. You know, it's so nice to see um, Alex McDonald, unfortunately, got injured at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He was one of those guys that when he, he was physically able, he came to the watch parties. Uh, Matt Work and another guy, if he wasn't selected, he comes to the watch parties. So I, I think it's ingrained in, in the rugby culture to do that. And it's great that it's it's happening in the MLR. Now, you just talked about being a social butterfly. And I got to be honest, out of all the roosters, you have one of the most entertaining social media f- <laughs> I mean, it's like you, and then it's like you see Ben Foden, you know, shirtless with his nipples, and then you see you doing crazy shit. Nine times out of ten, you're annoying your girlfriend. So, did, you know, how how does she stand you annoying her on social media all the time? <laughs> well, look, you know, I, I 
You know, self praise is no praise, Scott. But I am a bit of a catch. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you. But uh, no, she she's um, look. I think anyone who's um, significant other is uh, you know has a rugby player. Um, it's you gotta be supportive. You know, whether you're a fan or you're a player, it's uh, it's really a way of life, and there is a lot of sacrifice in it. You know, you can't plan your going away with your girlfriend every weekend and, you know, your little dinners because you never know after the game, I'm too tired or whatever. And, you know, you're training all week and you're up to, you know, even I work as well. So balancing both of that. And, you know, you see, you make sure you do have someone around you that's going to be very supportive of what you're doing. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you definitely have to push push the limits there, Scott, though, and have a bit of fun with it at the end of the day. And uh, I, I do get a bit of attention on the social media, but, you know, I think that's why, um, you know, that's why, that's why we do it. You know, I think that's why we're, that's why we're loved. You know, we've got to give the people what they want, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because yeah. you had two weeks ago, we had Kirk Hamilton and the way he kind of takes it easiest. He watches, you know, horror movies. Chris Matina seems to just kind of live life and he goes places and you like to yeah. be on social media screwing around and it's a good thing. Everybody has their thing to kind of like relieve that pressure. And it's, it's, um, it's amazing that in, the, in, in this day and age, you can use social media to do that. It's not always about all the horror stories about social media. You can have a little fun and screw around. You can have fun with your significant other and, it, and, and they appreciate it. Um, so speaking of, you, you've kind of been rolling into my set of questions. I'm, I don't know if you're spying on me or, or what. So, <laughs> What what do you do off the pitch? What kind of work do you do? Well, to be honest, like I, I work in sales. And so, I mean, I'm a high energy person and I've I really hit the ground running when it came to New York. It was one of my biggest things. You know, while I was very fortunate to uh, be brought over here to play rugby, I, I just, you know, told myself I'm going to work my arse off and really make something of myself out here. And, um, you know, at the start, when I first came, I was working like four or five jobs and working 20 hour days. And it was like absurd trying to balance that with rugby. It was very unhealthy um, until I got injured. And then I kind of realized like, all right, I need to kind of figure out here what I'm going to do and, and find a balance. Um so that was my first year. And after that, I kind of, I've got it all balanced now. I found myself with a nice steady nine to five and I don't have to run around being a barman here and a nightclub promoter there and whatnot. So I'm working a decent job now in, in tech sales. Um, but nice. yeah, like, I mean, they, they haven't a clue about what goes on. I tell them, you know, oh, I'm going to a game now or I'm, you know, I got to rush off to training and like, I can't go to Friday drinks, like, you know, happy hours and all this stuff. And, they really just don't have a clue kind of what the what we're all about. I unfortunately they never got a chance, you know, to come see one of our games. Uh, but you know, I've I've always wanted to just be like <laughs> like come on down and watch one of our games, you'll see what we're all about here and uh but yeah, no off the pitch it's you know trying to just, you know, relax and rugby is my is my re- relaxation, you know, like everyone likes to some people like to pick up a book, others like to walk the beach. I like to go out with the lads and you know, uh, you know, and get physical and, and have a good time and throw the ball around. And, you know, that's probably been the hardest part about all of this, you know, COVID situation is about not being with the lads. I'm very much of a lad, lad. Like, I need to be around the boys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I need to be thrown around the pill and, and just playing around. Um, and, you know, we've been doing it too. We, we've been meeting up in our little secret circles and playing <laughs> little games of tip. 
And it's the only thing that really keeps me sane here, Scott, is is rugby. So like I um that's pretty much what I do off the pitch is is training and, and playing and and socializing. That's pretty much me, you know. So the rugby just keeps me on the straight and narrow. That's that's my uh that's my that's my fix. That's what I need. So it burns that extra energy. I could tell you're a, a sales <laughs> guy. You know. Yeah, just I've got well, I've got all the D's, the ADD, the ADHD, and all that <laughs> stuff. So you can imagine as a child, I was a madman. But you know, as I'm older now, I've you know been able to deal with all that, and and you know, definitely keeping active and keeping busy is what I need. I, I need a fire under my arse all the time. And so, um, you know, rugby does that. You know, between the training and uh, you know, wanting to go out and just play, and you know, whatever limited time I then have left, I, I would like to go out and see, you know, see people and hang out with them. And you know, you got it, you got it. That's the beauty of this of this city too. It's just having you know, the best of both worlds, and you can fit it all in your day. I mean, I know you had, <clears throat> you know, you see Nate and a couple of other boys that are working full time jobs, and you know, yeah. people think it's crazy, and it and it is, but at the same time, like. You know the shows goes on, you know, and uh, you know, like I feel like if you if you put a bit of structure and and you know, rugby, I think is what provided that for me, and um, you know, being on time and 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 doing and you know, following orders and and listening to feedback and and you know, constantly tweaking things and and bettering yourself, and it falls into really every aspect of what you do. So whatever you do off the pitch, whether it's work or anything else, it all falls right into the same path, you know. So. Absolutely. It's it's funny. I'm going to say this. This is probably the 150th time I've said this on a rugby related show. <laughs> but I coach I coach youth football, American football for kids. And one of the things I got out of it was this thing called Lombardi time and named after Vince Lombardi. And when he was yeah, coaching, uh, yeah, he was coaching <laughs> Fordham University and obviously the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was it was Lombardi time. So if you're 15 minutes early to a, a meeting, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're going to be late, don't even bother showing up. And that everybody always asks, how are you always 10 to 15 minutes early? Because I've been that way since I was a kid. Yeah, well, I tell you, you know? I tell you, Scott, you know, people are watching this too. Be like, that man is never on time. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've definitely been guilty of being later, later too for a bus, but I, I can assure you that, um, you know, that that's what that's what it is you know it's, it's the lads around you you know keep you accountable and uh you know th- this year even like you know with greg as coach and stuff like we we felt that you know like they they have such a great uh you know strength and conditioning team that are right there you know leading the way there and uh you know like if you're there and you're, and you're not stretching up beforehand and you know you need to give yourself that time to get into your mental space especially on the cold nights you know you need to get out there get your stretches in you know get, be prepared warmed up because you know, once training starts, like that's it, you know, and um, it, it's your own, it's your own fault if you, if you aren't prepared and, and they're watching, the lads are watching and the coaches are watching like every, everything building up, you know, to training. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, as I said, like I'm, you know, doing my, I, I work as well on the side. So, you know, I'm not there during the day, like uh, some of the other players are. And so when you get there, you know, you need to be very much switched on and, and it starts with, you know, your preparation and, and, and your warm-up. So very much yeah. got to be on the button. Absolutely. You know, I think that's the, the thing about Rooney is having players like Mike Brown, Matt Work, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Matthew Bastro has been a professional rugby player now for X amount of years, Ben Foden. It teaches the guys who haven't done it, this is how you 
actually be a pro. This is how what you do as a pro athlete, not just necessarily a rugby player, but this is how you carry yourself and work work that way. And then the, I think the second big thing that helps Rooney that, believe it or not, all you guys bitch about is be practicing in the cold in January <laughs> on Staten Island with the wind blowing. It sucks, but you know what? It sets you up to toughen you up. So when you do play in Austin and it's 105 degrees, you're like, meh, we've kind of did this before, you know, on the opposite yeah, end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, and I think it it it, it kind of you know they say in they say in sports iron sharpens iron. So I think playing in that type of weather, even though you guys constantly complain about it, does help you out in the long run. No, absolutely. You know, pressure does make diamonds, and and I can, I can assure you that. Like we, you know, I we were all la- we were actually all laughing like not too long ago, like uh, myself and Harry Bennett, like just. When we were out doing sprints in the in the sun, just thinking like how funny it was we were crawling in the in the bloody snow in a blizzard for not too long ago there. And we're all kind of thinking like, Jesus, what a shame that we, you know, couldn't really play on this season. I mean, we we really put put ourselves through the paces there in the in the in the preseason. And um I mean it definitely is a bitter winter out here and, and it does add to you know to our game and, and does add the character and you know, you can imagine just, you know, we're <clears throat> such a, you know, vast group of lads, you know, coming from all different areas. And, uh, you know, whether we some of us play for, you know, the two clubs in New York or playing outside of that and, and, and international duties and whatnot. Um, it's just kind of like, it's funny that w- when we're all there crawling in the snow together, it really kind of, you know, brings it home that we, you know, <laughs> we're all here. We're all in this together, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely lots of banter and lots of memories there for sure. That's awesome. It's the camaraderie helps with the culture. The culture is created by the players and the coaches, and and you, it shows on the product. The, the, it shows on the on field product what kind of culture you have. So I'm going to ask some some more uh, Oshin uh, centric questions here. So we're going to go with <laughs> who is your who is your sports hero? Jeez, my sports hero. Oh my god, I should have definitely prepared for this one. Um, I've got oh, I've got many uh, to be honest. Um, I think I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna go with the obvious one here now. I, I think Mike Tyson coming back is you know I think he's everyone he's gonna be a lot of people's heroes and like you know he's definitely not one that I've been like oh he's my ultimate hero my whole life. But I think he's pretty incredible human. The fact that you know I've been seeing these training videos he's doing and like the shape that man's in and. You know, I was watching these interviews in the past. It's his whole mentality, you know, like how he's like, all I've known is this, like, this is all I do is know how to use these fists. And like, I just love that this man is just going back in the ring. And I know it's only an exhibition, but it's, uh, you got to applaud him. And he's just his mentality. He's just a different, different animal, different cut of the cloth. And yeah, definitely look up, look up to him for that, for sure. Absolutely. You know, it is. And he looks he has that, like they say, people are barrel chested, and he he has that at age fifty three or whatever. I mean, it's to to to. I mean, he's always been a guy that seems to be relatively in shape, but when he he put his mind to it to start training, it's ridiculous. He he looks like you know the 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 Atlas guys, you know, and and yeah, um, it's it's it is unbelievable. Um, no, what you could shape. do if yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and and even his, he, you know, he he was known for his power, but he's he is a boxer. He can he can do some technical stuff. So I, I can't wait to see that fight. Actually, yeah, um, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, oh, it's, it's all, I don't know if you even saw like the Tyson Fury fight. Not to change into boxing, yeah. now, but, like that's another animal of a man. Like 
guy's completely out of shape and he's just his movement everything oh it's phenomenal just absolutely. shows me, you know, it's all it's all in the mind you know it's all in the mind for sure absolutely and uh so here's a question i think who did who did we ask we asked, I think Chad Golf recently on the other show I'm on, uh, you know, Chad Golf was a wrestler in high school. And we said, you know, would you have a MMA match with Conor McGregor? So I'm going to ask you, <laughs> having, having no wrestling experience and only really being a rugby player, do you think you can last at least two rounds with Conor McGregor, two five-minute rounds? Yeah, I think I can for sure. And I'll tell you, <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not a fighter. Like, I mean, you know, I, I definitely have... Uh, can be a dirty player at times. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very physical and, and aggressive, but, um, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I only do that just because, you know, if you're not on my team, like, you know, God bless you. But if you are like, I'm, I'm here and I got your back and, you know, McGregor and all that, like I, I'll throw myself into really anything. And uh, we'll, I, of course, I, I think that I've got no chance at all. The last of this kind of like, well, you know, I, I could take a good kick to the head now. I definitely think I'll be all right. I, I think I could get smacked around a few times and be okay. Hold up for two so, years, no bother. Yeah. I'm making the same money he is, though, you know? <laughs> exactly. Split the person <laughs> half no matter what. I'm not coming out of there with just a free, you know, protein bar or whatever. <laughs> so here's, here's a question. You're allowed to pick any two roosters in your corner to help you out. Who are you picking and why? <laughs> <laughs> Who might help me out? Um, all right, I'm. I'm gonna bring. I'm definitely bringing Butch. Uh, he'd be just, you know, he'd be a great corner man. I love Butch in my corner. So Butch would be there for sure. And. Uh, Jeez, who else would I bring? I probably, you know, who else I bring? I bring Jimmy Denise. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he fights dirty. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's got that jersey in him. You know, <laughs> yeah. Bring those two. Yeah, yeah. At least if Conor McGregor beats you, I, th- I think uh, Denise will jump jump in and help you out. You know, he's one Absolutely. of those. Absolutely. Denise will finish him off for me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, so the next one is uh, your favorite sports movie. Remember the Titans. What is it? I mean, is it? It has to be an age thing because you're like the fourth guy who said remember the Titans. And, and I, don't oh. get me wrong. I love it. Just, like it's everything about it, you know. Gary Bertier, you know what I mean? It's all about that. You know what I mean? I love that Denzel. Like I'm off. It's such a good movie. I like. Oh, it's a great whole, movie. No, yeah. for it, but also just like you know, there's so many other sports team movies like that are all a little bit cheesy and like you know, oh he got injured and he left or whatever. You know, it's yeah. the same old blah blah story, but. You know, remember the Titans, it's just like, I felt that there was just more. And, you know, every time it, it does make me, it does bring a little tear to my eye. I, I love it. <laughs> it's what I'm, it's, I watch it again and again. No bother to me. Love you it. guys should have a, a team movie night because you literally, you were like the fourth or fifth guy out of, <laughs> I don't know, 12 interviews. I was like, remember the Titans. You know, I, th- I think it's many people's uh, sports <laughs> favorite movie in fairness. It's, it's a good one for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So this this is a controversial question for the Roosters because I've I've gotten different answers and I've gotten people, Kurt, who've called out other people, Mike Brown, about it. So I'm going to ask you, what what is your favorite pre match meal? Oh, pasta. Yeah, uh, I do it every night. I make a big big pasta, and I probably smack in about maybe like two or three plates of that, and then in the morning <clears throat> I have another one, and that'll be me. Then I'll hold off 
till three hours uh, into the game or and whatnot. Same with the training as well, but into a game definitely. But yeah, pasta is my go-to. It's my favorite food awesome. as well. I love it. Awesome. And you're a forward, so you got to stay beefed up. You know what I mean? That's it. You know, you got to get in the, the calories somewhere, the, the carbs. It's got to carb load heavy. I think if you and Butcher are the only two people probably, and, and Kurt, because Kurt seemed to be honest about it, who answered it honestly. You know, Butcher is intermittent fasting, so he said it depends on when game time is. is he? He's fasting. That's what he told me. Um, so he said it depends. <laughs> he's like it, it, it depends. It's, he's like it depends when you know if it's an afternoon game. So maybe I, I'll eat right before and at night. Or I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then you know, uh, Rob, Mike, and somebody else were like, oh yeah, we we rarely eat. And and Kurt uh, Hamilton was like, yeah, they eat a lot. Trust me, I've seen him eat. Yeah. So. No, you got it. Like it's always the night before. Just eat mm-hmm. as much you can, and um, definitely early in the day. You know, yeah. even if and hydrate, game, stick to that hydration. Yeah, hydration is the biggest thing. The problem is if you eat too or like too much prior to the game, like you're gonna be drinking and feeling bloated, and like then you don't know kind of how much water you've had, and like oh, that that's your biggest gauge. You know, the water, like mm-hmm. if you get because you want to get at least three though three liters into it, you know, or mm-hmm. at least two of them before the game, depending on what it is, you know. Yeah, it's funny because Chris Matina has the opposite of all you guys, and granted, I've interviewed a lot of the forwards because you know. I like you guys. Um, (laughs) Chris Matina was like, I need sugar, specifically a lot of sugar. Yeah. Right before game time. And I'm like, really? He goes, absolutely. He goes, as the much sugar, the most sugar I can get, the better. I feel I feel better when I play full. I was like, that's very interesting. Because most guys are the opposite. I mean, I I like feeling bloated naturally as a person. Like it's (laughs) you know, I just like feeling full, you know, just in case, you know something happens and the stores close and you know, we're on a ship and it's about to sink. We're on a raft. You never know what's going to happen. I want to make sure that I'm ready to go, you know, cause like, you know, once we're in survival mode, we're in survival mode. But like in terms of like, you know, the eating wise, sh- I, I sugar reacts so hard to me. Like I yeah. skyrocket and um, then I come <laughs> real hard crashing down. So I stay away from sugar. Until maybe the last twenty minutes of a game, I might have like a bit of Gatorade or something. But like, yeah, Jerry, I, I avoid the sugar. I know Butch is pretty pretty good for avoiding the sugar too. He's always yeah, going, like and, yeah, never eating the sweets and whatnot. But, well, you know, I think it's, it's often though. <laughs> yeah, and and it's you know person by person, and and I think uh, health and nutrition is so personalized. Even if, when people who aren't professional athletes, or if you're if you're just a club rugby guy, you know you want to stay in that shape. So uh, you know, Matina must be burning those calories every day, where he's like, "Fuck it, I can have a donut when I want." You know? Yeah. No, I hear you. No, absolutely. Well, sure. Look at him on it on his Instagram. He's there training as well. He's got that new uh, academy set up. So you know the man's. You know, pretty active throughout the whole day. I tell you, I hope he has a big bowl of pasta, though. (laughs) I'll bring him one next time I see him. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So this this is another one that's been different for every guy. Well, except Mikey Brown and Butch, I guess because they work so closely with each other, they kind of had the same answer. But what do you do to calm the butterflies pre-match? Well, you know, I actually have a bit of um, like, well, for me, it's a little different. I get very, I get very amped up and and excited. I I love it so much, even before training. It's actually a problem. Like the, (laughs) 
it's like you're supposed to have fun, but if you're having too much fun, then it looks like you're not taking it serious, you know. So you have to have a good line of of knowing, you know, how how you know you have to you have to have you have to be professional about it, you know. And for me, I, I bring a lot of energy, and um, I probably defensively that's my that's my game. I'm an aggressive player, and and I want to make that statement in the first twenty minutes. So for me, it's actually more about calming down than anything. I have um. I go through like I've got I do like little visualization things. I like to walk the pitch, uh, listen to some music, um, and just kind of walk through like you know where potentially lineouts would be if if I'm going to be playing in hooker, and um, you know even a back row just kind of feeling out like where I would be in the tackle and trying to just visualize the whole process. Um, I just it just helps me calm down, and then when I'm in the game, I then can go back to that moment and and kind of you know center myself. Um, you know, I, I got, you know, a couple of things I, li- I listened to, uh, you know, a bit of Phil Collins, you know, feel it in the air tonight. That's my pregame. Song. <laughs> and it was a nice build up to it. You know, it's not just like, you know, rah, rah in your ear. So, you know, I know Trevor likes to hear Metallica or something like that, but I, I'm having a calm moment. And uh, the lads can tell you, you know, I, I need to stay calm. And, um, that's what I do before a game is, is definitely remain as calm as possible um so i can blow the lid come to the kickoff you know <laughs> that seems to be everybody's thing generally is get to that space where like you know you get you get on the pitch and maybe there's three or four minutes left and you get really hyped for that first hit and once that first hit happens you kind of level off um and i think everybody gets there differently um, but it all seems to kind of get it. You guys get there differently, but you all get there at some point. So it's very interesting how it's different for everybody to get to that same yeah. point. No, I'm um, so Yeah. And uh, so my final question, this is a big one. Very important. Everybody wants to know if you were not a professional rugby player, what other professional sport would you play? Other professional sports. Um, well, I grew up as a, as a sailor, uh, to be honest. That's like my family sports. Yeah, I actually was like very good and um, was either going to go down that road or uh, or rugby. Um, I'm, like, just sailing, though, it, it's just so much travel. And there's, again, there's so much like you have to sacrifice to get into it. And it's also not the cheapest sport in the world either. So, um, you know, the, the, I think it was like maybe like – like 15 when I kind of made the decision to kind of give that up for like a lot of my friends at that stage where we're kind of moving over to, you know, go to the Olympics and stuff. And I just wasn't, you know, prepared for that. And to be honest with you, I did, my dad used to make me go to all the trains for the nationals and all that stuff. And it was just so cold, Scott, like, you know, (laughs) I'd much rather crawl in the snow here than, than sit out in the Atlantic ocean or the Irish ocean on a dinghy, like, you know, for, (laughs) Saturday, Sunday. So I, um, yeah, no, I, I think sailing would be my sport. Probably would like to go back. That's my retirement sport, Scott. I'm going to go uh, do the America's Cup after this when I'm done. So that's that's, that's what, what you do. A lot of guys, a lot of guys do. They're like, doing, yeah, <laughs> they're in like their 40s and 50s, and they're like, let's do America's Cup trials and, and go, fall okay. overboard. I'm like, okay, that's well, no, that's very that. yeah. I can't start a whole new career. No bother. Listen, that's very interesting. I didn't expect that. You know, is that, <laughs> so no, is is that like a, t- a typical Irish sport? Is sailing? 
No, I, I wouldn't say so. I, I just, I grew up, as I said, like everyone's got their family sports, you know, like your dad, you know, my dad was sailed and that, that's what he did. And, and so I, I, you know, I was strapped to a mast at like, you know, one years old and like, that's the way it's been for me. So it was probably my first thing I ever did was, was sailing, um, you know, until I could, you know, walk onto a pitch there, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's a, there's a good culture at home. I mean, Ireland's an island after all. And, you know, we got some really good yacht clubs and there is a bit of buzz around it. But, um, you know, like I said, it's it's not for everyone and, and there is a lot of sacrifice and, and it's not it's not the, the most cheapest sport in the world either, Scott. So, you know, you have to make sure you've, uh, you know, you've got you've got some good money backing you up. <laughs> so I suppose my parents were grateful that I went to play rugby. I'd say <laughs> absolutely, cleats yeah. and a mouthpiece. That's it. That's it. Off you go. Uh, so thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. No, um, it, was, it was great having you. Um, it the the answers the the sailing answer is. is I have questions. I'm going to be emailing you offline. And we we appreciate you having us on here, mate. You know, we we love what you do and uh, just supporting the boys out here. And you know, we we all hope that we're gonna come out of this and, and get back to playing, hopefully in the fall. And uh yeah, trust me, we're we're all itching to get back to it as much as you are. So it's um yeah, this is just a little bit of it right here. And we appreciate you having us, mate. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure doing it. It's a pleasure talking to all you guys. I try and bring as much stuff to the rooster boosters as I can. Um, so rooster boosters, thanks again for another wonderful week. Uh, again, Oshin O'Neill, he's one of your roosters. Yeah. Uh, we'll see him hopefully in uh, 2021 knock on wood. There's a season. And uh, other than that, guys, I'll catch you all next week.